The Florida Panthers finished off their five-game West Coast trip up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and the Florida Panthers get yet another over 500 road trip, their second consecutive one. And we're going to talk about that more on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, your first listen of the day. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, where they'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Florida Panther fans, how are we feeling today or tonight? Because I'm recording this right after the game. Uh, I haven't been recording uh, episodes right after the games as of late. I've been usually saving them for the next morning. But this one could not wait. An over 500 road trip once again for these Florida Panthers. And there has been a little bit of a worry in this fan base for the first few months of the season. I know we're in January. The season started in October. For the first few months, it's been a little bit of inconsistencies with this. The Florida Panthers went 9 of 10 games at one point, not winning a road game after winning their first three to start. And, of course, it's frustrating that the the road success hasn't been the same as, or lack thereof, hasn't been the same as home where they're 21-3 and three there. And the Florida Panthers, they figured it out they uh they found a way to uh to get an over 500 road trip in this one a a very difficult road trip too where let's be honest the with covid and everything and going into canada the and what happened with gus forsling testing positive as well it it was a little bit of a scary situation when you cross borders and then you get a positive test right when you go in uh to the into it when you cross borders and having all the situations with the canadian government and the postponement of games part of me had a little bit of skepticism thinking that will all of these games even play and of course the all the all the games were able to be played thankfully for the florida panthers perspective that they don't have to make that trip again in the olympic break that that is the three-week period in february but hey the florida panthers i said when they got their three out of four points in their most recent two-game trip in dallas getting one and then carolina getting another one that this could be a momentum swinging road trip that this could help the florida panthers later down the line when they do hit the road again. This is one of two long, extensive West Coast trips for the Panthers this season. Their next one is in uh, late March where they go to California and then um, 
I, I know it's California and then some uh, an, another city. I'm not sure which one. I know they played Arizona. I know they played Colorado. Uh, Vegas is one of them too. So, okay. So California and Vegas. So that will be their next big extensive West Coast trip. So this was the first of, of the extensive ones for the Panthers. And they found a way. They got it over 500. And that is really what matters. It didn't start off well with the with being blown out by Calgary. And then you get those two two wins in Edmonton, Vancouver, a little bump on the road to a team, a Seattle team that you just can't figure out. And then, of course, um, wrapping it all up on a very, very great note. I said that seven to eight points would be a very encouraging sign. But you know what? They got six. It's over 500. It doesn't matter. The Florida Panthers have 63 points, top of the NHL in points. Um, they're not top of the NHL in points percentage. That right now belongs to Colorado Avalanche. But you know what? The the Florida Panthers just, after, once again, they found a way to consistently win at home. It, it was really hard for them to replicate that on the road. Talked about, about how their power play numbers as well was cut in half on the road than they did at home. And some of the final numbers in the power play for this trip alone, power play, 5 of 17 in this trip. Penalty kill wasn't the best in this one, but still, they didn't, it wasn't extremely atrocious. 13 of 17 in, in this road trip on the on the kill, that could still be a little bit cleaned up. But still, you still establish some of that special teams play that was needed on the road 29.4 percent their average on the road before this trip even started was just under 13 percent so double that and you and and you have a successful trip and the florida panthers they just finished this one on just a great note return home to fla live arena on thursday against vegas and then san jose who both teams are now in have no their two big superstars are not in the lineup but we'll talk about that on another episode but this is all about talking about this season defining trip i know that the trip is over but go back i want you guys to just when even when even if if you pause this for a little bit and go back to the mo the episode of called called season defining road trip with a question mark on it I spoke about how this could be a a, a, a a possible, like the title says, a season-defining road trip for this team on the direction that they're going, on how serious that not only this fan base is taking the Florida Panthers, but the whole NHL as a whole is taking for this team. And the Florida Panthers, they, they just found a way in, in this entire trip to and whatever means necessary as well and of course two bumps on the road in in this one and you didn't get all the points that you needed or you didn't even get three-fourths of it but again over 500 on the on the road and and they ended it with a bit of a bang in uh in winnipeg for for this one and i i as a florida panther fan and someone who covers this i am very 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 excited about this win and I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of you listening to this are very excited about this win but we're going to talk more about this win specifically 
in the next segment. But first, we're going to talk to you all about Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You'll want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that candy bar, which is usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. To all your secret stashes at home, in the pantry, in the office, in your car, wherever, throw all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Bilt Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy, tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. There's so many different flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, minted brownie, and so much more. In fact, Built is always coming out with a new limited time flavors. So check Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So for this game for the Florida Panthers heading into this one, the lines looked a little bit like this. Alexander Barkov centering Carver Hagee and Maxim Mammon. So Reinhardt is not in the top line in this one. Jonathan Huberdeau, Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair, Mason Marchman, Anton Lindell, and Sam Reinhardt. We've seen that combination uh, before. And Ryan Lomberg, Itu Lusterainen and Owen Tippett. The defensive pairings were Mackenzie Weger, Aaron Ekblad, Brandon Montort, and Radical Gudis. That's a, un, a pairing we haven't seen. And Chase Prisky and Lucas Carlson in this one. And by the way, Chase Prisky and Lucas Carlson, David Dork of WPLG Local 10, tweeted that this young pairing combined a plus eight tonight for, for the Florida Panthers. So a a lot of trust from Andrew Burnett for this young this young pairing of defensemen. But let's go back a little bit to the third line of Anton Lindell, Sam Reinhart, and Mason Marchment. And Mason Marchment talked a little bit after the game that they had that pair a little bit in the beginning of the season. But of course, injuries happen to Anton Lindell, and then Mason Marchment goes down. Mason Marchment gets COVID, so they're. Um, the Sam Reinhardt's going back to the top line. So that line hasn't been really together all year, but we've seen it in spurts. But of course, injuries happen. But this line specifically came out with a bang. And the the Florida Panthers worked the puck around towards the corner, had a great hit towards the end, towards the end boards as well. Uh, Mason Marchment cre- uh, created that hit and then put goes back into position. Anton Lindell shoots it towards the net and then uh, um, and then Mason Marchment converts it for his third goal of the season. And there there were all so many times after that where they had so many opportunities. I, I Mason Marchment just the total in the first period had four shots on goal with four just over four minutes of ice time and that was a line that really set the tone and dominated really early. And just the neutral zone, they were controlling the neutral zone very early. It was really the whole game that the Florida Panthers were really controlling the neutral zone, just 
committing some turnovers and creating some odd man rushes uh, the other way. And this was a back and forth affair for the first 23 minutes of the game. The Florida Panthers never trailed in this one. It was one nothing, one one, two one, two two, three three two, three three, and then the Florida Panthers really uh, broke away in this one. But going back to the second goal at 1206, uh, it, it all happened with a faceoff win in the neutral zone, and then uh, a shoot in for Sam um, for, and then Sam Reinhardt gets a back um, backhand pass to Mason Marchment for his second of the game. And that is that was one of two goals that the Florida Panthers had in that first period where they shoot in and within 5 seconds they're chasing the puck, they're using their speed, they're keeping the Winnipeg Jets on their toes and they're just beating them towards the puck and that creates that opportunity right in front of the net on Connor Hellebuck and the and that's really what it came down to. All five of their goals came in the slot so when you get the puck into the net and you put yourself right in front to give yourself higher percentage shots chances are you're going to win nine times out of ten or and most times as as well and the second one the second one we talked about the first one of a shoot-in the second one on the shoot-in Connor Hellebuck turns it over and then Mason Marchment tips it off Anton Lundell at first Many thought that Mason Marchment might have had his third goal of that period, but it was tipped off An- Anton Lundell, and um, Mason Marchment still gets an assist. So just in the first period alone, three points in that first period. And I tweeted something on my personal account about Anton Lundell's point pace. And Anton Lundell already has more points in less games than Alexander Barkov officially. Uh, over 25 points uh, for Anton Lindell in in 34 uh, games. Uh, looking up the the tweet as uh, we speak. Okay, Anton Lindell at the time of that uh, goal, Tw- 25 points, nine goals, 16 assists in 38 games. A- Alexander Barkov's rookie season, 24 points in 54 games. But there is a little bit of con for a little bit of context there. Alexander Barkov was playing top line minutes and going into a team that was rebuilding while Anton Lundell is coming into a better situation coming in for uh, this Florida Panthers team. So a little bit of context there, but still the, the progression of Anton Lundell this early into his young career. And he let's, let's, let's think about this a little bit. At 20 years old, your body's still not fully developed yet. You, he still has a baby face. Let's let's flash back a little bit of what Alexander Barkov looked like at 20 years old with that baby face of his, and then as he's getting used to being life in the U.S., building up his body to the point that where he wants it to be to get built. And Anton Lindell is going to go through that same thing, and we're seeing the early returns of that pick that landed at number 12. And of course, there's those rumors out there of what a package could look like for trading for Jacob Chikrin. And we're going to get that on another day that today's not that day to talk about uh, a trade, but as of right now, no, Uh, Anton Lindell right now is not a player that I would want to give up with the development that he's putting up and let's not forget he averaged almost a point per game 
in Liga and H HIFK over there. So early on, all three goals in the slot hits the the physicality for the for the Florida Panthers. 12, 12 to six in the in in the hit and slot shots. Let's talk about slot shots as well and what they were doing early. Eight to four in favor of the Florida Panthers after the after the first period. So they were really clogging up everything early right in front of Connor Hellebuck. And though the Winnipeg Jets did get a power play goal uh, in this one, we talked a little bit earlier about where the Florida Panthers were on the penalty kill. Not the best, still something to get cleaned up, but nothing to be overly. Uh, concerned about of course the Florida Panthers are going to be in a market for a defenseman at the trade deadline at, in March uh, 21st which is just under two months away but it's going to come be here right before we know it so it, it was Pierre-Luc Dubois right in front of the net from Cole per, uh, Perfetti which was um, Owen Tippett's uh, teammate in junior hockey Owen Tippett's talked about how Cole Perfetti is going to uh, take this uh, league by storm a former uh, first round pick from the 2020 um, draft and shortly there was a time where the top line was having a little bit of a hard time getting out of the zone after it was tied at three they were getting a little frustrated you see Carter Verhage shaking his head the it was the third line mostly taking over this game and the first line not really getting involved and now they were having they had their chance um and Aaron Ekblad shoots to the to the goal. Connor Hellebuck, even though he's had a an issue with rebound control in this one, um, the Florida Panthers were just overwhelming them right in front of them. And the the sometimes you got to count your uh, lucky stars that an elite goalie, elite I say, of Connor Connor Hellebuck uh, had an issue with rebound control, and Carter Verhage, um took advantage of that. And the at the time it was said to be. Alexander Barkov's 500th career NHL point. They originally recorded it as a secondary assist for Alexander Barkov, but eventually the score changed. So now we got to wait another day for Alexander Barkov to get point number 500. And let's think about this. Jonathan Huberdeau and Alexander Barkov didn't get a single point in last night's game. The Florida Panthers still scored five goals in their 5-3 to three win over Winnipeg. That is the definition of depth, ladies and gentlemen. So it's uh, it's great to see that these two superstars don't need to be carrying the load every single night for the Cats and the depth scoring. And again, Mason Marchment, let's go back to him. A great trade by Dale Talon in his final trade deadline before his contract expired and Vinny Viola decided not to uh, bring him back after his final year of his contract, 10 years with the franchise, but he made a great change and um, great trade in his final trade deadline for uh, Mason Marchment. And Sergei Bobrovsky was great as well in this one, even though they gave up um, one power play goal and he, they had uh, eight shots on goal on the power play. There was a point in time where the Florida Panthers went a little bit of time without giving up a shot at even strength and two straight power plays in between those power plays. The Florida Panthers didn't give up an even strength shot on goal as well. So they were helping their goalie a, a lot in this one as, as well. So, and sometimes your best penalty killer needs to be your goalie. And there, there were times where the Winnipeg Jets were attacking, even though rebound control was a little bit of an issue uh, for Bobrovsky uh, in, in this one. But still, um, 
in, at least on that power play goal. But the but the other times where he gave up a rebound, he was able to recover quickly and making sure that the puck didn't go behind the net. So great, great performance by Sergei Bobrovsky as well. And the the forechecking, they were overwhelming uh, Winnipeg in, in in their own zone and struggling to get it out. And that that was just just the discipline that the Florida Panthers showed in this one versus what the Winnipeg Jets, um, they just had no answers for this Florida Panthers team. Uh, two periods go go through and the Florida Panthers lead four to three. And entering that period in period three, 20, 0 and O when going into the third period with the lead. Amazing that the consistency of when you have a lead, going into that locker room, what the coaches are saying in the locker room about mid-period adjustments and what to do when when you have that lead. And again, like I said, after the after they gave up that third goal, you didn't really see many grade A chances on Bobrovsky like we we did we saw earlier in the game. So the credit you we have to give a lot of credit not only to Sergei Bobrovsky but the Florida Panthers defense uh in this one for though this was a back and forth affair very early on, they didn't allow it to be a back and forth affair um after the midway point and just found a way to to carry break it open late, later on and of course the 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 Florida Panthers on that by the way on that goal that Maxim Mammon uh had a secondary assist he didn't play the rest of that period uh so he went like 10 minutes uh uh the rest of that period without playing and they had to do a little bit of mixing and matching with the lines he came back in the third period and there was a he Bob his biggest PK was after that Brandon Montour quote unquote trip that that I fully disagreed on uh the trip and the that was the penalty kill that I said the Florida Panthers are gonna are gonna win this game because the Winnipeg Jets haven't established a, a sense of control of the play the final in in this one. The Marchman gets two goals. Anton Lindell gets one. Verhage, Sam Bennett. Again, no points by um, the two superstars of Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberdo. And five goals in the slot. And also Winnipeg. Let's not let's talk a little bit about some of the penalties that they took. Two of those penalties that they took of their four were opportunities that the Florida Panthers had to score goal too. So two of those penalties were goal saving penalties. So this is a game that could have possibly been broken even more wide open for the cats had the Winnipeg jets not committed uh, those penalties that uh, disrupted a few things uh, for the Panthers, but still the, it was all about positioning for these two teams. It was all about, clogging the the middle of the ice it was all about being faster on, on the forecheck it was all about getting in front of the net in the slot uh overwhelming connor hollaback that it didn't help with getting right in front of him that he had a hard time with rebound control and then the florida panthers took advantage that was really 
what it was all about, just better positioning overall. And I suggest that each and every one of you go to Natural Stat Trick and just see the shot chart for the Florida Panthers in this one and where all the goals were and how much they covered right in front of the slot and in all situations, even though they didn't get a power play goal in in this one the the florida panthers still found a way and they bounced back um even strength let them down on sunday they they got a power play goal they didn't allow a power play goal but a lot of their they had a few defensive lapses that cost them the game we didn't see that on, in tuesday's game and thankfully so we didn't see that and the the panthers they finish off this road trip six out of the ten points you could have gotten more uh, for for sure, maybe maybe uh, could have gotten at least one in Seattle had there not been a few defensive lapses and it could have been a closer game. But hey, you take the points where you can get them, and again, over five hundred now eight six and five for this Florida Panthers team as they are heading home back to FLA Live Arena, where once again they'll be facing the Vegas Golden Knights. San Jose Sharks, and then they'll be doing a two-game back-to-back road trip in Columbus and New York uh, before the Olympic break. So time to close this uh, first, quote-unquote, half of the season strong, even though they played more than half of their games. But before the Olympic break, to close it out strong, and then the Florida Panthers will get plenty of rest before they resume uh, their play in the middle of February, where it'll be a nationally televised game against the Carolina Hurricanes. So finish off these next four games strong, and it all starts Thursday against the Vegas Golden Knights. But in the next segment, we're going to go around the NHL and the Atlantic Division to see where the Florida Panthers stand in the NHL standing. So, But first, I want to tell you all about Bet Online, And Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march towards the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline is the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. So going around... The NHL on this Tuesday, January 25th, uh, well, this episode is dropping on the 26th. Uh, Keith Yandel, we talked about this on yesterday's episode. He uh, has officially broken the Ironman streak. He is now officially the record holder at 965 games. But the Philadelphia Flyers have now dropped 13 straight games in a row. So Elaine Vigneault, their uh, former coach, can say... Told you it wasn't my fault when it came to the situation that the Philadelphia Flyers are in. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Florida Panthers' next opponent, dropped to the Carolina Hurricanes in overtime by a final score of 4-3. to three. So now the race for the point best uh, record in the Eastern Conference, at least, still as of right now belongs to the Carolina Hurricanes as far as points percentage. But the Florida Panthers do lead the NHL by, by just a little bit in goal differential. Right now their goal differential is plus 50 my God, the the this team can really score in bunches while just not allowing their opposition to just even get close. And a lot of 
and especially their home games, they just not even close a lot of them and just winning by multiple goals, multiple uh, goal margin in, in this one, in just this season in general, Pittsburgh defeats Arizona six to three. Uh, what a story by Pittsburgh uh, starting off without Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Um, now both of them are back and they're looking to be a real legit contender in the Eastern conference. So a lot of penguin fans are saying what rebuild um, Dow stars defeat the, New Jersey Devils by a final score of five to one. They score 14 seconds into the the contest. Joe Pavelski gets a goal in this one. Ottawa beats Buffalo five to nothing. Uh, Seattle, as of this recording, are in the end of the second period going into the third period. Uh, Nashville is winning as of this recording three to two against Seattle. And the Edmonton Oilers, they continue to be in trouble where they're trailing two to nothing against the Vancouver Canucks heading into the third period. So the Jonathan Huberto, he might be in the MVP conversation and might not have recorded a point tonight, but with the Edmonton Oilers right now, as of this recording, by the time you listen to this, you'll guys know, we'll, we'll know the final score. Maybe the two superstars of Edmonton won't record a single point and the, and Jonathan Huberto will still be very well, on pace for the Hart Trophy, as I know the Edmonton Oilers have more games in hand than the Florida Panthers, but it really helps uh, Jonathan Huberdeau's case as he continues to fight for the Hart Trophy. But hey, it's so it it I, I gotta say one more time, I gotta say this once more. It's really encouraging when Barkov and Huberdeau don't score at all, and this team scores five goals. So it's a very beautiful situation for the Florida Panthers to be in that for really for the first time really ever that they have this much firepower on offense with the better complementary defense, even though it can, even though it can be a little better, but the combination of the two, it's really going to help the Florida Panthers as they are striving to finally bring home a championship to this region. And of course, uh, win a playoff series for the first time since 96. And there are, they're stepping in the right direction. They're creating those building blocks towards that. And these two last two road trips of getting three out of four and then six out of 10, it's these little stepping stones of like just trying to get better every single day that they step on the ice. So the Florida Panthers will be off tomorrow as they'll be flying in from Winnipeg, Manitoba, all the way to Sunrise, Florida, and then they'll be holding a morning skate at 10 a.m. at FLA Live Arena right before they face off the Vegas Golden Knights on Thursday. We will be having a preview show of Florida Panthers versus Vegas Golden Knights, a contender in the Western Conference. So these two teams are in prime position to be battling for possibly the Stanley Cup and and with a few floor, former Florida Panthers on the other side. And we'll talk about that more on tomorrow's episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL on the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers for podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, 
Make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets, your one-stop shop for all things betting. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Locked On Bets on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sarma Mondavales, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.